First, an advertisement from the Office of Religious Life. The Office of Religious Life wishes you and all whom you love a wonderful season and many, many blessings in the new year. Please visit religiouslife.princeton.edu to learn more about how you can participate in Office of Religious Life events throughout these holidays, weeks, and far beyond. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Hope Perry. And I'm Jack Anderson. You're listening to Daybreak. As campus winds down in anticipation of winter break, and many people are thinking about the traditional Christmas holiday season, Daybreak is spotlighting some of the holidays that Princetonians celebrated throughout the fall semester. Diwali, Dia de los Muertos, and Hanukkah. By releasing these episodes now, we hope to draw attention to holidays celebrated by minority communities on and near campus. This is an ongoing project. We will also be highlighting holidays celebrating during the spring semester next year, in 2023. This episode, Nights to Remember, is about Hanukkah at Princeton. It's Friday, December 23rd. We spoke to two rabbis, senior Jewish educator at the Princeton Center for Jewish Life, Rabbi Ira Dunn, and Eitan Webb of Princeton Chabad, about the historical meaning of Hanukkah. Here's Rabbi Ira. It goes back to the Hellenistic period. During the Second, the second Temple period, um, the Jews, it was a Jewish community that worshipped as the center of uh, its ritual life, uh, the Temple in Jerusalem. The Hellenistic Greeks, at some point, came in and conquered and the, the temple. Um, and it was the Maccabees, this, uh, this uprising um, in the Jewish community that, against the Greeks, that kind of sort of miraculously, the, over, the underdogs, the Maccabees, took back the temple. And, and so there's a military victory aspect of this. Rabbi Eitan explained the rededication of the temple by the Maccabees and the miracle of the oil. And after they won, they came into the temple and discovered a jug of oil sealed with the seal of the high priest. There was only sufficient oil to burn for a single day. They put it in, a miracle occurred, and it burned for eight days. And thus, we have the miracle of Hanukkah. So two different stories, one which highlights the war and the battles, and one which mentions the battles, but only as a tool, a means by which they could arrive at what they considered their true high point, which is the miracle of the oil. To remember this miracle, people celebrating Hanukkah traditionally light a menorah. Rabbi Eitan told us how this ritual is practiced and connects to the larger message of the holiday. Well, the way that celebration is done traditionally is we have a menorah, a candelabra, which has eight compartments in it. And we take this eight-day holiday and begin with lighting a single lamp on the right-hand side of the candelabra. And that's what we do on the first light. With the first night, we bring a little bit of light into this dark world. It's also interesting uh, that, we, that Hanukkah always occurs at the darkest point of, uh, of winter, right, when the sun sets early. And this can potentially also have this spiritual representation of us coming and saying we go actively to go and increase in positivity and light. Uh, and then the second night, we add a lamp. So on the second night, we will put in two lamps and we'll light the left lamp first because the left one is the new one. And then the third night, we'll light, the, we'll light three and four and so forth until the end of Hanukkah when the entire lamp will be filled. There are also other traditions and there's the dreidel games and there's the donuts and there's the latkes uh, and, and, and we'll be doing all of that. On the first night of Hanukkah, Chabad hosted a menorah lighting outside a Firestone library. University President Christopher Eisgruber, class of 83, spoke at the event and lit the menorah. Religious freedom and equality are powerful ideals that allow us to insist on our rights, and they are demanding ideals that oblige each of us 
to make this world a better place for all who inhabit it. Let us take strength from our community and our traditions as we rededicate ourselves to that mission. Thank you for the opportunity to be with you tonight. Thank you, President Eisgerber. We're going to invite Jake Katz to come up and to make the blessings on the menorah. Baruch Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Asher Kishanu Revitvata Vetsivanu Lehadlik Ner Shechanukah Students can't light the menorah in their dorm rooms. That would be a fire code violation. Instead, many students light candles at the Center for Jewish Life, also known as the CJL. Rabbi Ira spoke a little bit about how the CJL provides a home for Jewish students to celebrate and come together. And so it is the me- part of the message is to spread our light um, and spread to, to remember that even in our darkest times, hope is still possible. There's, there's a light and there's a hope even when things seem hopeless. It's a holiday celebrated largely by family and family units. So that's very special that, that each family lights together in their home. I like to think of, at, at, at Princeton, students are not allowed to light menorahs in their dorm rooms. And so the CJL provides dozens and dozens of menorahs and candles and, and matches. And we have lighting every night. And it feels especially powerful to me that the ritual takes place in a home, but we do it here at the CJL as a great symbol that the CJL is like a second home to our students on campus. Um, and they light together here every evening on Panica. And it becomes really a very special, joyful, uh, musical um, experience. And one that's pluralistic also. The Jewish community is very diverse, but Hanukkah is something that brings us together in a very meaningful way, that Hanukkah is shared and celebrated by Jews largely across denomination and practice. Um, and so it's really quite nice to come together as a big Jewish community. So- we spoke with some students to find out what they enjoy most about celebrating Hanukkah, both at home and here at Princeton. I love lighting the Hanukkah, which is the menorah um, for Hanukkah. And I grew up in New York City, so we would always put our Hanukkah in our window, and then I would look out the window and see everyone else's in all the apartment buildings near us. I think especially at Princeton, my favorite tradition is candle lighting. Um, is gathering together with the community in the CJL and sort of all lighting our own Hanukkiot, um and having a great time together. That was Julie Levy, class of 2024, an assistant features editor for The Prince, and Lev Riccanati, class of 2025. Danny Friedman, class of 24, told us that the presence of family is one of the most important parts of the holiday when he gets to celebrate at home. Something really special I always look forward to is um, every night of the Eight Nights of Hanukkah, we all come together and um, light the menorah as a family. Um, So it's very family-centric, singing all the blessings together and then singing songs. And um, something that's really special is that oftentimes holidays dominate uh, the whole day um, or the whole uh, week or whatever it is. And and Hanukkah is like one of these things where um, it's a specific uh, small segment of the day. So it kind of lightens up your day. Um, It doesn't take up um, everything. And so just adding light to an already... Um, I guess, more normal or more mundane um, week. Uh, So that's something that's really special to me. The difference for celebrating on campus versus at home was resoundingly the strength and size of the Jewish community. Here's Peter Brown, class of 2024. Sort of the difference is community. I mean, at home, Hanukkah is really family-oriented and less like community because it all takes place inside our house. Um, But at school, it's it's kind of, it opens up. I get to spend a lot with friends and um, 
even see professors. I mean, Eisgruber's gonna light our menorah, like outside Firestone, which sounds fun. So it's a much wider celebration. So in a sense, that's kind of fun too. Lev and Julie echoed similar sentiments, sharing their favorite parts about Hanukkah at Princeton. At Princeton, I get to do it with that times 10 amount of people. Um, so I'm doing it with all my best friends. We're all lighting candles. There's, you know, 100 candles lit every night. Um, everyone is playing dreidel together. And I think that's what's really cool about it is I get to take a study break by hanging out with everyone. I think in many ways I celebrate, you know, in, in very similar ways at home versus at Princeton. At home, usually we light one Hanukkah, sometimes sometimes a few for my whole family. But at Princeton, it's really wonderful because you walk into the Center for Jewish Life on any night of Hanukkah, and you will see so many Hanukkiot. Um, every, every student who wants to is able to light one. So it's this beautiful community. And I think that we, we also like to sing a lot together, you know, both my family and at Princeton. But I've gotten to learn um, some new songs and to learn about other people's traditions here, which is really nice. And speaking of song, Julie is a member of Kalenu, Princeton's Jewish a cappella group, which had the chance to perform at the White House on the first night of Hanukkah for a holiday open house. She told us about that experience. I'd been trying to figure out how to get Kolenu to sing at the White House for the holidays for months. And I'd finally submitted an application, but was waiting a really long time to hear back about it. And I was on the subway home in New York City for Thanksgiving when I got a call and it was from the White House. So I freaked out in the subway. There was some man staring at me because I was kind of going crazy, but I was just so excited that we were finally going to get to perform at the White House. And the experience was truly magical. Madeline LeBeau, class of 2024, is a staff news writer at The Prince and she also performed with Kalenu at the White House. It was so incredible to perform at the White House, um, and it was such an honor to perform in the historic halls of our nation just before the start of Hanukkah. We got to sing Mautzor and Al-Hanisim and all these traditional Jewish songs, and hearing those songs fill the East Wing is truly a memory that I'll never forget. Back in Princeton, Max Hines, class of 2025, spoke to us about the traditional Hanukkah foods. We have to commemorate the oil um, in the menorah lasting eight days instead of one. You're supposed to have food with a lot of oil. Mm -hmm. um, so the traditional foods are latkes, which are potato pancakes. Mm -hmm. And we'll have that with applesauce or sour cream um, and jelly donuts or sufganeo. There's actually some debate over whether applesauce or sour cream is the better latke topping. So I actually don't like latke toppings, but oh, wow. I, it's a, I'm sorry, hot take there. But <laughs> I will say that uh, that my favorite latke mm. is zucchini so you can mm. go with the potato but if you if you if you uh, grate a zucchini and add mm. that in a little bit of salt then it's it's a it's a, a game changer absolutely absolutely love latkes and i like eating them with sour cream and with applesauce some people go with one or the other but i like doing both at the same time it's very good don't make me choose it's like choosing between children what is this <laughs> oh my goodness no, no, I can't. I can't answer it. It's unfair. It's, uh, mm -hmm. I am an equal opportunity sour cream and applesauce person. I mean, I can't say I feelings about like anything, but if I were to, hypothetically, I would say I prefer applesauce on latkes. I, I've never understood the sour cream um, idea, um, really. So I'm a, I'm a total like applesauce person. Um, yeah, I really don't get the sour cream vibe, but I'm 100% I'm applesauce. For sure. Danny Friedman told the prince that he especially enjoys celebrating Hanukkah on campus because it allows him to reflect more on the themes of the holiday. Here's Danny. So like for me, Hanukkah is about um, 
taking like important elements of, of your culture, taking important elements um, of like Jewish culture. Um, and it's about this kind of like war of values um, that is like the Greeks versus the Jews um, and how we could kind of like maintain our identities um, even even though we were kind of persecuted during the time. Um, and so especially, um, uh, so I, yeah, so I don't want to say like um, in, in relation to in school, but it's definitely something I think about more in terms of my identity, how I express my identity in school um, and how I, how I um, you know, personally feel that um, and speak about with other people. Um, and so being in an environment that's not um, so um, homogenous, um, say as it was in my high school or at home, um, having to think about those, those themes and try to express my identity in ways that makes myself unique um, and also, you know, expresses my um, connection to God, expresses my connection to the community. Um, that's something that um, I always try to think about again on Hanukkah just because it, it brings out those, those key themes of trying to be unique um, regardless of where you are. Um, and so that's something that's really special. That's all for Daybreak today. Today's episode was written by Hope Perry, sound engineered by Hope Perry, and produced under the 146th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, Class of 22. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Jack Anderson. And I'm Hope Perry. Have a happy Hanukkah and a lovely holiday season.